Welcome to FS Air, the weekly teaching content of Forest Students, brought to you over the airwaves. Our final theophany in this series comes to us from Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3 is, of course, the familiar and famous story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. I invite you to turn there and read along or simply listen along, and I want to go ahead and read the entire story to us. It's such a beautifully written, intricate, and engaging story, and I don't want you to miss out on the detail. So let's go ahead and read Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 30. Verse 1 begins, King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to attend the dedication of the statue King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue that the king had set up. They stood there before the statue Nebuchadnezzar had set up. A herald loudly proclaimed, People of every nation and language, you are commanded. When you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, you are to fall face down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and every kind of music, people of every nation and language fell down and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Some Chaldeans took this occasion to come forward and maliciously accuse the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. You as king have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music must fall down and worship the gold statue. Whoever does not fall down in worship will be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are some Jews you have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men have ignored you, the king. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Then, in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I have set up? Now if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the god? who can rescue you from my power. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, 
then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary. And he commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So these men, in their trousers, robes, head coverings, and other clothes, were tied up and thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so extremely hot, the raging flames killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. And he exclaimed, Look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called out, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed, their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I issue a decree that anyone of any people, nation, or language who says anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be torn limb from limb and his house made a garbage dump. For there is no other God who is able to deliver like this. Then the king rewarded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Let's first talk about the theophany. The theophany here is this. God intervenes in the furnace, saving Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What a story this is. You cannot tell me that you think the Bible is boring. Now, if you've grown up in church, you have likely heard this story before, but I doubt you have really caught everything that's going on here. Anytime we come to a familiar part of the Bible, the temptation is to skim over it real quick and fall back on what we already know. But instead, let's be good students of our Bibles and see what we might have missed before. Let me give you two key points from this story just to hang on to. First, notice that Nebuchadnezzar was the supreme ruler of his day. In ancient times, kings were not just viewed as political leaders, such as our president. Kings were literally worshipped as a god. Verse 1 doesn't say specifically that the gold statue Nebuchadnezzar made was of himself, but it would make some sense. Since in the previous chapter, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that he was the golden head of a large symbolic statue. 
Nebuchadnezzar was a pretty puffed up dude, demanding absolute obedience like that of a god. So to defy the king's orders was like defying a god. You don't do that and live to tell the story. Nobody was going to disobey here. Everyone was going to fall in line. This was some serious, serious pressure on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to cave in. Second, know that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in Babylon because the Israelites had already compromised with worshiping idols. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the city of Babylon is like someone from Boston, Massachusetts ending up in Lynchburg, Virginia. Lynchburg and Boston are two very different places, right? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were Jews. Where do Jews live? They lived in Israel. So how did they end up in Babylon over 500 miles away? Because the Israelites had disobeyed God and given themselves over to idols. They abandoned their faith in the one true God and started worshiping false gods. God had warned them back in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 64, that if they strayed from God and worshiped other gods, then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples from one end of the earth to the other. And well, here they are in Babylon, a foreign land with a different king and a different religion. Yet they knew that to compromise all over again giving up the word of God for what King Nebuchadnezzar wanted, well, for them, that was not an option. They were going to make, they were not going to make the same mistakes that the Israelites already made. No, they were going to stand for God and trust him to take care of the rest. Second, let's notice the significance of this theophany. The significance is this. God's intervention reminds us that he will vindicate us if we do not compromise. So Nebuchadnezzar's statue and decree is real history, but it's also a picture of our world today pressuring us as Christians to compromise our beliefs. The pressure that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt in that moment is the same pressure you and I feel today from our culture to abandon our Christian beliefs. And if you don't feel it now, I promise you, you'll feel it soon. Now, no, this is not someone simply wishing you happy holidays instead of saying Merry Christmas. No, this is the full-on demand of the world for you to believe everything they believe, to reject everything that God has given us in His Word. We might not get thrown in a literal furnace for being Christians today, but it will certainly feel like the heat is being turned up on you in college at a future job, on social media, the language you use, the jokes you tell, the media choices you consume, the politics that you agree with or don't agree with, all of that is going to press in on you as you get older. And you'll have to decide, will you compromise or will you stand with God? Just one recent illustration comes from the life of an athlete named Jalene Hinkle. Jalene was a top-rated defender who had made the U.S. women's national soccer team. She refused to wear the team's rainbow-themed LGBT Pride Month jerseys 
and was subsequently left off the World Cup roster because of it. And, and she even received some pretty hurtful messages on social media and the media in general along the way. She and her soccer career were socially and culturally tossed into the furnace because she refused to bow down to the golden statue of sexuality in our culture. She had worked her entire life to make the women's national soccer team for the United States. She was going to go to the World Cup, yet she said it is more important to follow what God wants than for me to cave in in my own beliefs. Also realize this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made up their minds together ahead of time to never give up on God. Imagine how intimidating that must have been to appear before the king. Remember what we said about kings. You don't tell the king no. Nebuchadnezzar gives them one more chance to bow down and worship this idol and almost dares God to intervene in verse 15. He says, if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? But how did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego reply? Verses 16 through 18 say, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire. And he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you as king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you set up. We don't need to give you an answer to this question. Oh my goodness, what a statement. They made up their minds ahead of time. When the pressure was going to hit them, they were not going to compromise. That is the mindset that we should have as Christians. You are going to be pressured by people in this world to compromise your belief in God. So you need to make up your mind right now that you are not going to give in. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, well, they stuck with God and God stuck up for them. He brought them out of the furnace to show that they were right and Nebuchadnezzar was wrong. And God will vindicate us too in the end if we don't compromise. And oh, by the way, here's the importance of having a church community around you. You're much less likely to compromise when you're not the only Christian standing firm. If you drift from church, if you lose Christian community, well, it's going to become much easier to drift from God. You let your media choices slide. You let your standards slide. You want approval from a certain crowd or a certain friend group, so you start living much more like them. If you don't plant yourself in a church and have close Christian friends, you're much less likely to bow down to the world around you. Lastly, let's see how this theophany points us to Christ. It says that Jesus is with us in the fiery trials and he saves us from fiery judgment. Now, everyone wants to know, was this actually Jesus in the furnace with them? After all, Nebuchadnezzar calls this fourth man a, quote, son of the gods. Well, that's Jesus, right? Well, not exactly. You have to remember, Nebuchadnezzar is a pagan idol worshiper. He thinks much more like a Greek worshiping Zeus and Apollos than a Christian with an understanding of the Trinity. So we kind of have to take his words with a grain of salt when he calls this fourth man a son of the gods. 
more likely he's simply describing the appearance of this fourth man in his polytheistic way, whether this is truly God or perhaps merely an angel. We also have to remember that Jesus uniquely came as a man once and for all during his time on earth. So this is possible that it could have been a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus, but I think the safest place to land is to just give a little biblical shrug and understand we can't exactly be certain of who this fourth man is in the furnace, but that's okay. We can still get to the main idea. There's a parallel here. Whether that is God himself or an angel in that furnace, we still know God is with us in our trials. God tells us he will never leave us or forsake us. Psalm 23 tells us that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us there too. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a visual reminder that in our fieriest trial, whether that's the stress of life, the loss of a friend, the death of a family member, persecution for your Christian beliefs, Jesus is right there in the flames with you. He knows what it is like to face the trials that we face in life because he himself went through the greatest furnace of them all. Pastor John Payne has this to say, Christ suffered the fiery furnace of God's wrath on the cross to save us from what our sins deserve. It is now our great privilege to live for him no matter the cost. When we trust in Christ, we are trusting a God that does not just leave us hanging for 70 to 80 years until we get to heaven. No, he is with us in fiery trials because he has saved us from God's fiery judgment for our sins. Let's have the conviction of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who live for him no matter the cost. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out the episode description for discussion questions and additional Bible reading to do with your family, your friends, or your small group. And make sure to check back again soon for more content. We'll see you next time.